0: Hey girl, welcome to the Reconstructed Woman Podcast. I am your host, Claire Davey, and I am so excited that you are here. If you are a woman, wife, or mama looking for freedom in Christ, get ready. The mission of the Reconstructed Woman is to help women just like you release the pain of your past, rebuild your identity in Christ, and renew your mind in truth. Girl, I love truth. I love keeping it real, and you're going to get plenty of that here. I am so excited for what God is going to do through this mic and in your life. Hey, girl, welcome to the Power Series. I'm so excited about this series. Today, I am going to talk to you about the power of belief, The definition of belief is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. A trust or a confidence is placed in a person or a thing. So, I want to get right in and explain to you why belief is so powerful. Our beliefs are what drive our behavior you will never act outside of your beliefs, at least not for any length of time. So most of us do the things that we do because of our core beliefs. This is kind of how the progression works. Beliefs turn into thoughts, then turn into emotions, then turn into behavior. So people think, feel, and act based upon what they believe. Beliefs are the elements from which you create your reality. Who you believe you are is who you are through your behavior. You are the results of the ideas and beliefs that you hold as true. Your perceptions are learned and you can change them. Lies are as powerful as the truth if you believe them. Okay, I just want to get that. I just need to say that one more time. Lies are as powerful as the truth if you believe them. And I just think about how many lies as women we face. We struggle with, we let take up in our mental rooms, you know, and in our thinking. And I am so passionate here at the reconstructed woman in helping you break free from that. We're not immune to it. Nobody is immune to it. I mean, it started in humanity with Satan with even and Adam and Eve in the garden, and actually, I want to take you there to really show you how this doubt and unbelief entered. So, if you are following along in um, Genesis, you can follow in Genesis three, and I'm going to just read from the beginning couple scriptures down. So now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? In that moment, he spoke doubt to Eve's ears. And I want to show you that is where unbelief entered. And then she goes down and replies, or it goes on to say, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. So she fights back with faith and well, yes, he did say this and I'm going to and belief right on what God had said. And then he comes back again. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because my point is, is that we were never supposed to know evil. And in that moment, Satan took part of the truth that she would know evil, that she would be like God in that sense of knowing evil when she was never supposed to and twisted it to deceive her. And I want you to think about how many times Satan that is his MO that is what he does that is who he is he deceives and he takes part of the truth and twists it so we have to be so sound in the word of God and I will be I will tell you the off the break I don't I do not know the word like I need to and you know I think that all of us should should strive until we meet the lord to continue to to live in the word and to stay in the word and to know it because he said that even the elect would be deceived and we're coming into a time now where there is so much deception and our culture and our world is telling us that things are okay that god's word is so clear clear that it's not okay so that's kind of a different topic i don't want to get get too far off off topic, but doubt entered in that moment and unbelief. And she gave in to the doubt and her actions by eating that fruit because the doubt had, he had worked on her mind and then she acted out and the fall happened. And it's like, thanks, homegirl, thanks, right? Because she created this disaster of the cursed, fallen world that we live in. But thankfully, Jesus came back and um, came down to, to get us back into communion with the Father. And if you don't know the story, continue on in Genesis 3 to read it. But most of you listening, I'm assuming you're a Christian or you are a believer. If you ever hear people say, are you a believer? You know, we say that a lot in, in the Christian world, right? In the Christian faith. And because it comes down to believing in Christ as our Lord and as, as our savior, and we may believe in him that he died for us, and that he's God's son, and he saved us, and that we're going to heaven. But we can still have areas of unbelief. And the the goal of this uh, series, this power series on on this topic, belief, is to to show you guys like we have to contend and fight against unbelief because it will destroy our lives and it will destroy our souls and our eternal, our, you know, our eternal, our eternal lives. So again, going back to belief, if you want to know why you are doing the things you do, a better question is to ask, what do you believe? What do you really believe? because the Bible says that belief comes from hearing. And so you really need to get real with yourself and ask yourself, do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe in his word and, and what his promises are for your life? And I just think that, We are double-minded in so many more ways, and there's so many levels of it than um, we even know, but the goal at The Reconstructed Woman is for freedom, right? It's for freedom in Christ, and we want to be solid in our faith, and we want to be... we don't want to have any areas of unbelief operating in our lives. And I just, um, think of James one six, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And we do that. One part of us believes and wants wants to believe. And then somebody speaks doubt, whether it's the world, whether it's a friend, whether it's a different voice that doesn't agree or doesn't believe the same way. And it's just like Satan that day in the garden, you start to doubt and you start to question what God has told you. So I want to tell you, if God has given you a promise, has given you a dream, has given you a calling, has given you an order and you believe it and it lines up with God's word, then you have got to contend for that belief. And you have to guard that belief and you have to protect that belief because Satan will use unbelief. It's a spirit, a spirit of unbelief. And it Enters through sin, through humanity. We all have it in some way, shape or form until we are becoming purified and perfected in our faith at which we know is a process, the process of sanctification. And I will give you an example of how we do have it. And we may be ignorant to to knowing that we actually do. Cause you may be like, girl, no, like I'm a believer. I believe, no, I don't have any unbelief. Well, that's great. And and that's awesome. But I'm challenging you to really ask the Holy spirit and to ask yourself if you do have areas and if you are always aligning yourself with the belief and the promise of what God says um, over your life. And so to kind of jump right into my example, I, if you had listened to my story, you know, that I went through sexual trauma in high school and I did not deal with it until I was in my late twenties when it surfaced resulting in a mental breakdown and Jesus showed up. Thank thankfully so, and rescued me and redeemed me and restored me. And I definitely would encourage you to go back and listen to the episode, to my story to kind of learn more about that. But when I was going through my healing and I didn't talk about this in, in the first episode of my story, but it was as if a wound imagine a wound being covered like with a bandaid and just never being healed. And this, the bandaid just fell off, you know, with the breakdown and it was just all exposed. And I had been a praying church attending Christian. Like if you had asked me if I believed in God, like, yes. And then even after this, this was years after the breakdown and I had had encountered God. I had grown in my faith. I had been in the word and grown in the fear of him. And I, if you would asked me then, like, yes, like I believe. Well, this one area that I didn't know that the Holy Spirit showed me through a fast when I was healing from the trauma was unbelief. And it was like in one room of my soul. If you picture your soul like a house and you have different rooms, and it was in one room. And when Jesus opened the door to that room, <sighs> It was ugly. And again, I was with the Lord. He was the one that took me to this place. He is the only one, the Holy Spirit, our wonderful counselor that can guide us and show us what's in our heart, what's in our soul, what's in hidden in deep, dark places. Right. And he says that he exposes everything. He wants truth in our inner being. He wants to live in every part of us. And so I had been praying and growing and like, I want all of you and I want you to be in all of me. And, and he knew that I needed this area healed. And, um, so in this moment, when that door was opened up, essentially, when he took me back to the trauma and, um, The pain was exposed and the memory, and I was cursing God. Okay. And so, yes, I had believed in God, but in that room, for just example purposes, try to give you a visual, that room was filled with the spirit of unbelief. Because one way that unbelief enters is through trauma. And we know that Satan uses trauma. And even the statistics are so high, but think about all of the people that don't report, you know, especially sexual trauma, what I'm talking about in this, in this case. Um, It's the number one thing that he uses, I believe, because unbelief is allowed to enter. And I didn't believe that God was a good God. Because how could a good God allow that to happen to me? And so I was, I, in that room, you know, of my soul in that place that day, it was one of the most painful days of my life because I was operating my mind, my body, my spirit, my emotions in that spirit of unbelief here as a born again, filled, baptized with the spirit, Christian. Okay. I'm in a fast and this is coming out. So my husband came home and he's like, what? You love God? And I'm like, no, I don't like, and I just, it was the pain. It was the pain that how could he be good? How can I even believe this? If this vile, just horrible, horribleness. That's not a word, but you know, happened to me. And I just, I just will never forget that day because the Lord showed me in such a real tangible way that unbelief can exist when we don't think it is, you know, we are not immune to this when we become saved. I believe that you know our spirit is sealed, yes, okay, but there is the soul, and that we, we need the soul blameless before he comes back for us, right? So he wants to operate in those places, and he wants to take you, but you guys, he's not an evasive God. He wants you to tell him, and he's big enough for me to cuss at him and to to yell at him and to kick and to scream. And I'm not recommending that, but at the same time, if you need to do that, like to tell him, like, I want to believe in you. I want to see you, but, but how can this even make sense? Like I needed it to make sense to me because if you're my God, if you're my God and you're good, then you have got to show me how this bad happened. And you guys, he did, he did show me. And so obviously I asked for forgiveness for, for losing it on him and being angry and hurt and wounded, but he knew that I was wounded. He knew that. And he knew everything because he knows everything because he's God. And he gave me such a beautiful revelation of what happened and that he he was no part in it and that he is good. And he is who he says he is, but he showed me the free will. And he showed me in such a real way. Like I was just, again, a couple weeks later seeking him and just tore up over this and on the floor in lament and just, just brokenness again. And this was years after my breakdown. It was just me trying to wrestle with how could this happen to me? And he showed me that because of free will, when we don't choose God, there was darkness in my abuser's heart and areas that he was not surrendered to the Lord. And so anything is allowed to operate and to exist that's evil. And this is an evil work. We know it's one of the most evil works that is is out there is, is sexual abuse. So it's like, he gave me scripture to back it up about the cross he gave me i mean i really want to find it it's in my journal and read it to you guys one day but again that's that's not that's not this message today But I'm just telling you, like, if you already know that you struggle with unbelief, like there is hope and he is good and he will work all things together for the good and for your good because you love him and you're seeking him. So don't give up, girl, don't give up, cry out to him and, and be honest with him. See unbelief and doubt will have you ignore him and, and, um, get closed your heart to, to making it hard and and bitter. And, um, and the, I'm, I'm encouraging you to push into, to to push into him just like a toddler when they don't get their way and they scream and they kick and, you know, we're big enough to handle that. I mean, he, he will just hold you. He will hold you in that moment and he will show up for you and he will get it right in your mind and he will set you free from unbelief. And so... I just want to encourage you if you know that you have areas of unbelief, especially if you've had it through sexual trauma, hold on, hold on and reach out and speak truth to him and wrestle with him, you know, go to that place, get alone and get quiet, whether it's your shower, you know, so much of my healing came out in the shower because you just feel so dirty and the shower is a, is a symbol for cleansing. And I would just cry and cry in the shower. And, and it's like a wrestling with God where you're wrestling with him of like, how could this happen? But it's not him, baby girl. It is not him. It wasn't him. It it comes straight from the pit of hell and Satan has come to attack you and, and kill you and destroy you. But Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. So hold on, press in reach out, talk to your girls, talk to a counselor, talk to a coach. Do not stay silent in unbelief because it will destroy you. Okay. So, so that's my example of unbelief. I don't want to get too far off track. Um, I want to read some of the verses that, he tells us about belief and how powerful it is. So he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. And we know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But Romans 10, 9 through 10, but if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart one believes and it is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And he, Mark 16, 15 through 16. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Mark nine 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe help my unbelief. Okay. Right there shows you that he's saying it and proclaiming it, but he knew that there were parts of him that had unbelief. And so I really, you know, want you guys to realize, like, don't be ignorant, don't be like, Oh, I believe, I believe like, "Mm, you should probably really check yourself and ask the Holy spirit to show you because unbelief can operate in areas of the soul and, and we can operate in that, um, double mindedness. And that's what brings double mindedness. You're back and forth. And, and think about that. We do that as a society, even in the culture of, of being a Christian, it's, Oh, you know, I go to church and then I believe in God, but then as soon as I am freaking out, you know, I have a little cough or whatever it is, then like I got to go to the doctor. And I'm not saying the doctors are bad, okay? I'm not saying that. But like that's just an example of like we have one part of us that believes that God's we believe that God's good enough to do this, but not good enough to do that. And so we need to increase our faith and increase our belief and ask the Lord and pray that prayer in Mark nine 24. I believe, but help my unbelief, help my unbelief and, and break agreement with the spirit of unbelief. And I'm going to talk to you about that in the next, um, the next episode, which is the power of agreement. Okay. The power of agreement. But I want to talk to you also about, how unbelief enters. So we know it enters through sin. So really we could stop right there because we've all been born into sin. So really I don't need to give you anything else because I just gave it to you through Genesis three. Um, but we also know that it enters through trauma. Okay. It is a tactic and a tool of Satan. It's the first tactic that he used. I mean, I got to go back and check this, right? Like this is the first Yes. He said to the woman, this is the first thing he said to her, you guys. He said, did God really say you must not eat from any tree? It's the first encounter that she had with him was unbelief. So this is bigger than I even know, than, than we even know we have to take, we have to take this seriously. And, um, again, generationally, So I just go back to generationally where he says the sins of the father would be passed down until we come to Christ. And right there in Genesis three, we know. So we have got to bring our unbelief to the Lord and ask him to sever it, to get it right in our heads, to set us free, to deliver us from that and um, really, really fill us with more faith and and more belief. And so you also, I just want you to really ask yourself, like if you can take anything away from this episode, ask yourself, what do you believe? And do you have areas of unbelief and ask the Lord to expose those and to show you. And so you can also think about your thought life. Like the Bible says in Proverbs 23, seven, that as he thinketh within himself, so he is. So what you think is who you are. Well, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Are you thinking God doesn't love me? God, God can't be real. If this happened to me, um, God isn't for me. well, then you have unbelief. And so, for as, as you think, you are. And so, we have to purpose to choose to think biblically. And so, the only way we get free from this is we apply the truth of God's word. Because what does Jesus say? The truth sets you free, right? And the reconstructed woman is all about inviting Jesus to the places. We want him in every place so we can be free free from depression, free from anxiety, free from insecurity, free from unbelief, free, free, free. That is what he paid for on the cross. That is what he promises. So I am like holding on to those promises. In Isaiah 61, he said, I came to set the captives free. Well, when you have unbelief, you're captive. You're bound to that spirit. That spirit has control of you. It has control of you because it's putting all of the crap thoughts in your head and then you're acting out on those thoughts. So we want freedom and I am holding and believing that his word is true and we need to apply it to the lies that we have entertained that have lingered too long and lies, girl, girl, they enter through trauma. Okay. And so I know that if, if I want you to still listen, like, because if you haven't had trauma, because God will speak, speak and use something and you'll get something out of these episodes, but There is a theme. I mean, there's going to be a lot of that because a lot of my bondage, my captivity, my soul being in a prison was because of my trauma and all the lies that had happened and entered through there. So we want free of all those lies. And you get that by applying the truth of God's word to those lies because the truth sets you free. So I just want you to be encouraged today that there is hope there is freedom in Christ, and that it's possible. And um, the next episode, part two, I'm going to talk to you about the thought life and about how to how to really identify if you have unbelief, and then how to apply the word. So, how to identify and how to apply the truth so you can start operating in belief. Because remember, he says that a house divided cannot stand. And if you are in conflict and double-minded because of unbelief and belief, and you're back and forth, you're going to have no peace. You're going to be chaotic. You're going to be confused. Confusion and chaos are not from God. And so whenever you have that operating in your thought life or in your belief life, right? In your life, you need to really look at it and say, "Mm, something's going on here that is not of God and we need to get it out so we can be free. All right, girls, I just thank you so much for listening, and I just want to pray really quick over you. Um, Father, thank you for every woman that listens to this. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I declare and decree that no weapon formed against them should prosper. I ask you to identify the spirit of unbelief, how it entered how it's operating and affecting them and influencing them, who it's influencing um, them out of, and that you would protect them, that they would guard their hearts, Lord, from the voices that they are listening to the unbelief. And I ask you to strengthen them. I ask you to pour out your spirit to, to increase faith and belief in them and protect them and cover them in Jesus' name. Here's to freedom. Thanks for listening to this episode of the reconstructed woman podcast. To join the journey, head over to the reconstructed Here's to freedom.